Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. We want to say welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. We believe that God can reach you right there where you're at as well, and maybe you're part of the vulnerable community and, and can't really meet in person yet, or maybe you're out of, out of state. Maybe you're meeting somewhere else. Uh, well, hey, God bless you. We believe the Lord is going to speak to you there as well. Um, man, but God has been doing some incredible things in and through this ministry, and uh, here these past several weeks, we've actually been in a series, a collection of talks by the subject of how's the family. Anybody been blessed by that, by these series? Uh, last Sunday was amazing. Uh, our kids and our youth director tag team with our pastor, and they brought the house down, and they talked about uh, the prodigal parent, and we've been talking about father wounds, and we've been talking about family drama, and we've been talking about how even families within the Bible had drama, which I don't know about you, but it does make me feel better, right? It's just like, okay, my family's not that off like I thought it was. If people in the Bible are struggling too, then I think I'm going to be okay. And so uh, this has been a very timely series. It's been, it's been just so helpful, and uh, I just pray if, if you've missed any of the messages, go back and, and watch them get caught up. But um, I believe God is going to speak to us today. And I just think it's only natural that as we're talking about the family, uh, memories of our family come up. Um, I, you know, grew up in South Texas, and um, yeah, the small state of Texas. Uh, depending on where you go, your familiarity with Texas, um, you know, we, Texas might mean different things to different people, right? So everybody knows about Dallas and Houston and San Antonio. Uh, I didn't come from there, all right? And so I came from the very southern tip of Texas, like right there on the border with Mexico, like just throw a rock right there. I was right there. I was almost born in Mexico. And so... Um, was born there, and then we went to close to San Antonio, but not really. Uh, we were about 45 minutes, an hour away from there to the east in a small town called Seguin. And uh, I told you, you never heard of it. And so Seguin is where I grew up, and I was able to learn and just experience life. And I uh, really went to all, most of my education there in Seguin, and it was a great time. But when it comes to my family... Uh, I, uh, my parents come from what I would consider fairly large families, uh, or for larger families than, than mine currently. Uh, my mom is one of six, and then my dad is one of 11. And so uh, apparently they didn't have televisions during that time. And so, um, but it was cool. I mean, right? Large families, and then they uh, come together, and my parents now, they have, uh, they, they have two kids. And so uh, large family to smaller family. And so, but I, I feel like uh, I had the, the best of both worlds, honestly, because I was, we, we had both, we had both to be a part of. Uh, I can remember specifically Christmases and Thanksgivings and uh, any other types of reunions when the entire family was, in, was invited and, and got together. Man, those were a lot of fun. 
Uh, you're talking about just a whole group, a whole multitude of people. And uh, very quickly, we begin to realize, hey, we're running out of some space. Uh, like one, I love being Hispanic, right? We can do a lot of things, right? And so one car would pop up and 16 people pop out of that car, right? Like, wow, like I, I didn't know you could do that. And so, uh, man, people just kept coming. Family just kept coming. And uh, we were like, you know, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to stay in, in, in a small home very much longer. And, and so we started getting a larger space, larger spaces. And, and now we're, we're filling up convention centers and we're doing online registration. And um, obviously I'm exaggerating. But I hope I paint somewhat of the picture that, man, it's a large family. And everybody gets together. Oh, man, it's a lot of fun. The games. But, you know, but what's most important, right, about family gatherings? The food. The food. The food is good. The food is good. And, and I don't know, if, if you're like me, you know, you've already identified by now uh, who, you know, like who cooks really good in your family. You know, everybody has those members of the family who you just like, they're always invited. I don't care what the event is. You're invited, right? Like you're a, and you're in charge of the food too. Uh, then there's some other people who they're not so gifted. Their spiritual gift is not in the kitchen. And so maybe their job is to pray. You know, like your job is to pray. And pray fast because of the food. And so um, in my family, I, I identified them. I knew them. I knew exactly who I wanted to sit with, who exactly I wanted for them to show up with the food. And, uh, but it was great and great, great times. The games were fun, hilarious. Uh, so much blackmail material uh, would, would, would be provided during the games for the rest of the year. And uh, it was good. It was so good. But then the event was over. The, the, the gathering was over. and It was time to go home. And so it's just the four of us. Myself, my younger brother, my mom and dad, and we had to drive about four or five hours to where we were going to, where we lived in Seguin, and uh, that's where I really grew up, and, and I grew up in a home where uh, we just did everything together, and I don't know if you maybe similarly had a family like that, you just did everything together. Uh, yeah, you ate together, you watched TV together, um, hey, I need to go to Walmart, hey, gather up the family, right, like, everybody's going, it's not even an option, and like, hey, dad's asleep, wake him up, you know, and it's just like, he just got home from work, it's okay, you'll live, and so we just did everything together, and, uh, and it was great, and again, I, I, no complaints, I feel like I had the, the best of both worlds, because we had the, the close-knit family, yet the larger family gatherings, and um, I began to realize, though, that where, you know, Miles created a gap and a distance between maybe my, our family and the rest of our family. Uh, at the same time, I didn't feel like I was uh, in lack. I really didn't feel like I was missing out because uh, where Miles created distance, my church family really filled the void. I had the opportunity to grow up and, in church, and um, man, I'm so thankful because we got connected to community. And in a young age and different people in the, in the, in the church family, small church, maybe about 30, 40 people and, um, you know, 60 if we were giving away pizza, you know what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, I remember that, you know, there's key individuals growing up in, in church who really were pivotal and spoken to my life at, at key moments and ages in, in my life. And uh, I might have not had, you know, my, my real grandpa nearby, but I'll never forget about Grandpa Frank. Grandpa Frank. We weren't related necessarily, but, but he took on that figure in my life. And I'm so thankful for him and his wife. And, and they would just care for us, me and my brother. And they would care for us. And, and every, we, we, they, just, they grew on us, and we grew on them. And they were our grandparents. And you couldn't tell us otherwise. Older Mexican gentleman and uh, very thick black 
uh, mustache, curly at the very end. And I'll never forget, every Sunday he would show up. We already knew which one was his truck. My brother and I, we would go and we would hide behind the same little, right behind the same door he was always going to walk through. And, uh, you know, and we would, you know, when he was getting closer, we'd jump out and, and we'd surprise him and we'd scare him. And uh, we did that every Sunday. And every Sunday he would act. And he would be like, oh my gosh, and he, would, and he would make our day. And he would pretend like we did scare him. And now I grew up and I think about that. I'm like, he was lying the entire time. <laughs> but that's what grandparents do in the sense of, not lying, but in the sense of <laughs> being there for your grandchildren. Maybe I did it, I have my real uh, or blood, you know, aunts and uncles, but I remember key individuals within my church family, uh, Sister Sandra and Sister uh, Rita and, and Annie and, uh, you know, other people who really just took us under their wing and loved us and cared for us and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, again, what I guess the lesson that I was able to learn from young that I want to communicate today is the following, that a church is not necessarily a building. The church is not necessarily a place I go to nor an event that I attend, but rather it is a spiritual family that I belong to. It's a spiritual family. You and I are the church. This location, these build, this building isn't necessarily the church. It's just a building, but you and I... When we've accepted Jesus, when we say, God, I surrender my life to you and I want to follow you for the rest of my life, we are stepping into and we are making up of this called the spiritual family, the body or the family of God. Now, I don't want you to tune out in case you didn't get a chance to grow up in church because I know not everybody might have done that. But what I'm saying is that no matter whatever your age, whatever season of life you're in, you can find family here. Because I've grown up since then, and yet still I feel like I need church family and family in my life more now than ever before. And I was praying. I was organizing my notes. I was thinking about this message. I was thinking about who might be in this room. And I was like, Lord, I need, I need you to speak to me. Like, I need you to, like, tell me. And I need a title, Lord, because you need to start with a title. And I'm already in this too long, and I haven't said my title yet. I'm like, God, what is my title for today? And I remember I knelt down right there where I was at, and I closed my eyes, and I opened up my little, my little ears. And I remember I heard the voice of the Lord say something like this. We are different, Lord. <laughs> I haven't heard you sing like that, Lord. Um, today, for the remainder of time together that we have, I want to speak to you over the, the subject of we are family, because I really believe we are. We are family. And uh, I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want you to tell them, hey, we are family. Tell them, tell them, tell them, you are my brother or you are my sister. Now, where it got really weird and where I want to apologize is if you're sitting next to your boyfriend or your girlfriend, okay, because I know that might have had to feel weird. You're my sister. You know, like, I know, I know. We're talking about... Spiritually, we are absolutely family. 
And what's great is that although I experienced this and learned this in church, again, I'm sharing this today not out of my personal experience, but rather because it's biblical, it's, it's scriptural, it's, it's in the word of God. And so I'm going to invite you to go with me at this time to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to read verses 13 and then 19, and it's on page 643 in my Bible. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 19, it'll be on the screen if and when you do not have a Bible with you. And it says the following, but now you belong to Christ Jesus. At one time you were far away from God, now you have been brought close to him. We're so thankful for that. Christ did this for you when he gave his blood on the cross. The Bible lets us clearly know that he didn't have to do it, but he wanted to do it, and he did that for you and for me when he gave up his only son for us and took our place. Verse 19, that is why you are no longer foreigners and outsiders. You're no longer on the outside looking in. You're not just a stranger, a random person. But now you are citizens together with God's people and members of God's family. We are family. And we're going to stop reading right there. Now, I have to recognize, and I definitely want to speak into this, because I know that when we say, I say the word family, family can mean different things to different people. I know that family can bring up different feelings for different people, uh, whether you had the best of experiences or did not, or whether even today you live near family or you don't, or whether you've had loved ones uh, pass away even here recently, or maybe you haven't. No matter what the case is, today what I would like to communicate for the remainder of our time together is that no matter what season of life you're in, no matter what your experience has been with the, with the term of family, in our church, in this particular place, you can find family here. Here you can belong. Here we'll make room for you at the table. Here our arms are open. Here you won't be left alone on the outside. And you know what? Thinking about this year and just about our particular, my personal family, uh, you know, 2020 has been interesting to not say the least. I remember January 1st, uh, I went to, I was running an errand, and my vehicle on January 1st broke down, like something under the bottom. Now, I don't know too much about vehicles, so the way I'm going to explain it, uh, don't judge me, right? Okay, but something on the bottom, all right, something under the bottom, it broke, and uh, oil and stuff began to fly, and I remember I was driving, and all of a sudden, it just began to slow down, and I just began to see smoke, and it wasn't like special effects. You know, it was, uh, it was something was wrong. I remember just trying to pull over and, and they, we didn't go any more further. And so we had to get home. We had to go, call a tow truck and all that good stuff. And uh, that's when my truck died officially. And, um, and so that was January 1st. And so here's to the best year of our lives, right? And then um, 2020 happened, right? Things began to happen and um, COVID obviously hit and and I remember, you know, the lockdown and just thinking about so many things that, man, are not going as planned. But uh, interestingly enough, there was a, a couple of blessings in disguise. And one of the blessings in disguise for our particular family as a result of the lockdown was that uh, we were able to save some money. 
And uh, it's, interestingly how, it's interesting how you save money when you don't go out to eat. Anybody say amen, right? And so, um, you know, it's interesting how you have money left over, right? And so uh, we had a plan, and we couldn't go out to eat. And so, it, you know, we were down to one vehicle, and so our expenses started kind of going down a little bit. And uh, we were able to save a little bit more, and with the help of some other financial advisors. And long story short, people even within the church helping us out, we were able to, to purchase our first home just a couple of months ago. And so that was pretty cool. Thank you. Uh, like I say all the time, hey, you're all invited to my house. Uh, I just don't know if they'll let you pass the gate, okay? But uh, you're invited nonetheless to the house. And so uh, I remember the day we signed for our house, and they gave us the keys. Now, don't get scared. Um, this is not how big my, my house is, all right? Uh, these, this, this is a combination. Uh, this is a collection of keys right here. This is a small weight, okay? And so uh, this is a collection of Journey Church keys, uh, some equipment, some boxes, and then we have some homes, some house stuff on here. We have some bike racks at home. We have some kid things that are locked. We, there's a lot of keys here, um, but I will never forget the day that we signed the papers and they said, hey, here is your new house key. Oh, man, the joy that we had. You know, and the joy, the feelings, like, hey, we did this, babe. Like, look at our family. Look, we did this for our kids. And, man, what a special accomplishment for us it was. Because when you come into family, when you purchase a home, they, they give you keys. And these keys give you access now to something that you didn't have before necessarily. You might have been invited to, but it wasn't your house necessarily. And, and I guess what I'm trying to communicate to you today is that now because you and I have said yes, if we have said yes to Jesus and accepted him into our hearts and we are part of his family, you and I now have some keys. In other words, we have access to certain things now because we are a part of God's family. And they're good, good things. At the same time, I want to tell you that with every key comes a responsibility. Because those of us who have been walking with God, those, who have, those of us who have been a little bit further along uh, in our knowledge of God, we have a responsibility as well to guard the keys and to help those who are, who are now just stepping into the faith and, and helping those. And so this message today isn't just for people who are not in the family. This is for people in the family as well because we all have something to do. There's a couple of things that happen when we join the family of God. And then the first benefit slash role that we have, that we receive, is that being belonging to the family of God will help you fortify your faith. It will help you fortify your faith. Psalms 92, verses 13 through 15, the Bible says, Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. Somebody say flourish. In the courts of our God, growing in the grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. I love the first part where it says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. I really believe with all our heart that God's plan for your life and for my life is not just to be planted, but to also flourish. 
Being connected to this body, being connected to this family now, one of the benefits of it is that our, we're going to get stronger. We're going to grow. We're going to become better. We're going to one day produce fruit, and not just in one area, but rather in all the areas of our lives. I don't know what kind of meal plan you are particularly on. There's some people who are watching what they eat. Uh, there are some other people who, they're watching what they eat, but it's going in. They're just watching it go in. They're just, they're just watching it go in. And um, I remember, I remember uh, you know, a couple months ago, actually back in August, I, I, I was just in this point in my life where I was like, man, you know what? I, I need to make some, some healthier choices. And um, like instead of 12 Twinkies, I at least need to eat six. You know, like I need to, I need to cut it down some, all right? And so... Uh, I remember I began to take some baby steps towards, uh, uh, my phrase has been move more and eat less. And so I've been taking some steps in that, that particular direction. And um, it was pretty cool because I started posting about running and, and then small groups started. And uh, by a show of hands, how many people have been in a small group or in a one right now or lead one? Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, small groups are the best. And so uh, opportunity not to like, grow more in the things of God, but even with, with each other. And uh, so I was talking about, or I was posting about running, and, and one of my group members uh, noticed that. And uh, his name is Felix, and uh, we had some great conversations, and we were, our small group has to do with leadership and self-development and things like that. And I remember he reached out to me, he's like, hey, uh, Pastor Joey, what, what, what app do you use? Do you use anything when you run, you track it? And I'm like, oh yeah, I use the nightcap and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he's like, man, that's so crazy, so do I. And I was like, well, cool. And he's like, would you mind if, if, if we kind of like, you know, held each other accountable? Like, you know what? We, we kind of became friends through the app and just kind of saw how each other were doing. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not too familiar with it, but yeah, set it up. Go for it. And he was like, cool. And he sent me a message. Hey, can, can I set us up for a challenge? And I was like, yeah, sure. I can, I can do this, right? Uh, homeboy set us up for a 50-mile challenge in one month. Um, he runs. I don't. <laughs> and I remember um, after I passed out and fainted and got back up, and um, it was, this didn't even start like at the beginning of the month. This was our, we were already in the month. And so it was less than 31 days to be able to catch up to 50. Uh, right now, my legs are burning. That's why I don't stand still. And uh, I'm actually trying to, I'm tracking miles right now. And I'm um, trying to, hopefully, hopefully this counts for it too. But nonetheless, uh, it's awesome because on the thing, you, on the app, you can see how many miles you're running and how many calories and how much more do you have to go and all that good stuff. And it's only two of us in the challenge, so only me and him. And so second place isn't really second place. Second place is last place, you know. And so uh, I don't want second place. And so I'm running. I'm trying my little heart out and all that good stuff. But um, I couldn't help but also swipe back and kind of look at the previous month where I had been running and it was interesting to see how, you know what, I had been running, but it's interesting to see how in October I ran the most amount of miles I have since I started this whole process. And uh, my shoes didn't necessarily change, uh, my outfit, not, nothing really changed other than now I have Felix in my life. Now I have Felix who helps me, who encourages me, who tells me I'm coming after you, and so I like speed up even further, you know, and he, he helps me and he pushes me, and I believe that that is what we find here in the community of church. Yeah. We, 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 we can get better. Where we start doesn't have to be where we end. Where we start doesn't have to be where we end. Yeah. 
And so I believe that I'm so thankful we serve a God who says, hey, I'll accept you just the way you are, and he'll take us in our broken state, and he'll take us in, in, in our beginning stages, but I'm so thankful that also he doesn't leave us there, and he calls us for more, and he calls us for greatness, and he calls us to do even greater things that we even thought we could, we could imagine, and as a support system, he places us in his family. And this is where you and I come in because we are the family of God. And we've been called to help strengthen each other, help just encourage each other, help just be able to lift up each other's arms when we feel tired. And this is the power of small groups, if I can be honest with you. This is why we believe and we promote and we do small groups so often here at the church because it's about relationships. We believe that Sunday, as amazing as Sunday is, and the messages that are spoken, the worship sets that we have, Sunday isn't enough for your spiritual life. You've got to be able to be able to walk with Jesus even on a Monday and on a Tuesday. And when moments are difficult, hey, hey, I'm going to be able to continue. Why? Because I'm connected to my family and family doesn't give up on each other. Can I hear a good amen? amen? A second key that we get when we enter the family of God or we get access to is, is now it will help you face life's problems. When we are now in the family of God, when we belong now, we will be able to face life's problems. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12 says, by yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? A three-stranded rope isn't easily snapped. Have you felt snapped recently? Have you snapped recently? Because problems in life in general happens to everybody. Doesn't matter if you go to church consistently. Doesn't matter if you haven't missed a day on your Bible reading app or whatever the case might be. Doesn't even matter if you, you give your tithe and offering. Even if you serve, hey, life just happens to everybody. And we might not be able to control that. Some things we might be able to. Other things we might not be able to control. Unexpected things happen all the time. Something in your work, they begin to let go of people. Or now there's a change coming, and now your hours are going to change, and your finances now are going to be affected. Or maybe something is, is uh, they, re they recognize something within one of your children, and, and now you weren't expecting this, but now you got to go a little more frequently now to the hospital visits. Or, or you get something, something happens, something, someone passes away. Whatever the case might be, problem in life just simply happens. And we might not always be able to control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond to it. I'm reminded of a, of a young man, a paralyzed man in Scripture in the New Testament that heard that Jesus was in town, but being paralyzed couldn't get to Jesus by himself. And so what does he do? He, he, gets, he becomes contagious, and he invites four of his closest friends to help pick him up, literally, physically, on his bed mattress and, and carry, to him, carry him all the way to Jesus. And when he gets to Jesus... Because of the crowd, now they have to go through the roof of the house and they lower him. And long story short, this man is healed. But one of my favorite phrases of this whole particular chapter and scenario is what Jesus says about the men who are carrying him. He doesn't say their names. He doesn't say how old they were. He doesn't say where they come from. He doesn't say any of those things. But rather he says, those were men of great... When I saw their faith, when I saw the men with their type of faith... That's when God created the miracle. So the only thing we know about these men is that they were willing and that they were men of faith. They were
of faith. And that's how this individual was able to experience his healing in his life. And I believe the way that it connects to you and I is because the question rather is, who is in your life? Who, is, who are you surrounding yourself with? Why? Because your circle matters. What's the phrase? It says something like, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are or something like that. You ever notice that you spend more and more time with somebody and you begin to act a little bit more like them? Your circle matters. I'm telling you, if you're surrounded by people who are negative all the time, who are trying to distract you all the time, who are just putting you down all the time, man, it's going to be really difficult for you to be just continue moving forward at times. It's going to really be difficult for you to just be positive and, and be, uh, you know, expecting what God's going to do in your life next if you always, always have people bringing you down. But how amazing is it that here in our family, we can surround ourselves with the right kind of people. We can surround ourselves with the people who love God, who are going to encourage us, who are going to pick us up and help us get to Jesus even when we can't. And in my particular family, again, I grew up in Texas and they, they still, my parents still live there. My brother still lives there. And so I remember when I came to Bible school in Gainesville, Florida, my plan was to only go back after nine months, but God had some other plans and uh, I'm thankful for those plans, but uh, I, I haven't had the chance to grow up near family. And so I've always depended, I've always needed to surround myself with my church family. And whatever season of life I was in, I've always been able to count on them. I remember when, um, I remember when, when we were going to, uh, I remember when, when I was going to be a father for the first time. I remember when Joelle was about to be born. And all the emotions that come with being, with being a, a first-time father. And I remember there was a gentleman, his name was Donnie, in the church in Gainesville. And, and I remember I, I was open with him. I was telling him, man, I'm so nervous. I'm scared. Like, I feel happy, but at the same time, I am freaking out. Like, I don't know what this is going to bring. Like, I've read the books. I, I've, I've read the what to expect while expecting. I've read You Have What It Takes. You have, I recommend that book. I read, I read all those books, but I still feel like this. And I don't know what, I don't know if I'm going to be a good dad. I don't know. If, like, I don't, and I just threw up all my words on him. And I'm so thankful for him because in that particular point in life, he was just so receptive, so encouraging. He was like, you know what? You got this. And those feelings that you're feeling, you know, they're natural. And you know what? They're, you're going to be okay. And I, I'm, we're going to be here for you. And it was, it was incredible. It was just incredible support system. Different moments in our lives when my wife and I, we've, we've gone through difficult moments as, as a marriage, thankful for other relationships who have been able to be there and encourage us and speak life into us. No matter what we go through, I want to let you know that you can lean on your church family to be there as well. And not just be there for you, but those, again, those of us who've been walking for a little bit longer, who are you and I reaching out to? Maybe it's the reason that God put somebody on your mind or on your heart isn't just so that, uh, it wasn't just a coincidence, but rather maybe so you could reach out to them. Maybe you can, you, can, you know, yesterday, interestingly enough, um, I reached out, I was, I was informed. I met a friend of a friend. And I was like, man, I, I used to talk to that guy, and I don't talk to him anymore. So um, I text him, and I was like, hey, man, uh, just thought about you. I met your friend, mutual friend, you know, and how you doing? And uh, he began to inform me that his marriage uh, ended in divorce and uh, some different things that he was going through and um, crazy stuff that, you know what, I wasn't expecting. Last, I remember we talked, you know, they, they were good, and, and they, were, they were happy, and everything was working out. And, uh, but it's crazy how in one moment to a next, Life can happen to somebody. 
Life can happen to people. Life can happen to all of us. And I'm just so thankful that if you and I get connected, if you and I stay connected into the family of God, we have a family who's going to support us. We have a family who's going to encourage us. We have a family who can reach out to us. And so that's something that definitely we cannot take for lightly. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Hey, we can trust our brother. We can trust our sister, especially when we're going through difficult times to be there for us. The third and last thing I want to share with you, when we belong to a church family, it will help you find your place to make a difference. It will help you find your place to make a difference. One of the number one questions always asked, not only in person, but also even online, is what's my purpose in life? What's my mission in life? What was I created for? Why do I exist? And I'm here to let you know that in the family of God, in the things of God, you can find and discover your purpose. We have this element called next steps. We have something called the dream team who are people, a group of volunteers who have stepped into their purpose, who are the ones who make church happen week in and week out. And even things throughout the week that you don't even maybe even consider, but team who is just selfless and giving and just who have fully stepped into their purpose. But as well, this is available to you as well. I really believe that when we step into our purpose, we'll be able to really experience the full life that God has for each and every one of our lives. God didn't call you to just simply be average. God didn't call you just to simply just kind of make it and survive, but God called you to thrive. The Bible says, I called you to flourish, not just get by. No, I've called you for greater things. And maybe you're here today and you're watching online and you're just like, you feel in such a bad place. You're lonely and you're, you're, you're tired and you just feel like you don't know how it's going to work out. I'm here to let you know, hey, we're here and we love you. We're here. This is a judgment-free zone here. We're going to be with open arms and we're here to connect with you. And you don't have to leave the same way you walked into this place. But today there is, we are here, but even more importantly than that, God is here. And he says, hey, I love you and I want you to be a part of my family. I'm thankful for family. Because in the moments when friends and other people walk in and out, you can count on family to be there for you always. All right, now I want to give you an opportunity, those watching online or even listening to the podcast, give you an opportunity to enter to our family. We read a little bit while ago, the Bible says that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave up his own life, his own son's life, to be able to take our place, to today be able to have a relationship with each and every one of us. Today, I believe that is the greatest news we can hear. That is the most important news we can hear. That, hey, today, my purpose is founded in God. My family is founded in God. Maybe you don't have family nearby. Maybe you don't have family here anymore. But, hey, your church family is here with you. And, we know again, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter if you need encouragement, or maybe you're the one to give the encouragement, hey, this is a safe place to do that. With every eye closed and head bowed down right there as you're sitting down, I want to give you an opportunity to, to open up your heart and, and accept Jesus into your life. If, if you haven't said that prayer yet, maybe it's been a while since you've said that, or maybe you, it's your first time in a long time. 
No, no matter what the case is, I want to let you know that God is here and his arms are open and he is ready to accept you just the way you are. He has an incredible plan and future for each and every one of us if we were to simply take the first step and say yes to him. So on the count of three, I'm going to invite you to lift up your hand as a sign saying, God, here is my life. Here is my heart. I want to give it to you. One, today is the day of salvation. Two, I really believe this message was for you. One, two, three. Lift it up right now, right there, wherever you're at. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Thank you. You can put it down. I see your hands. With everybody repeating after me in, in a voice out loud, say, Dear Jesus, we thank you for this day. Today, we heard a message. It was your message. I said, you are for me, and you are not against me. I've been feeling lonely. I've been going through some difficult stuff. But thank you. But thank you. Because today, I was reminded that I don't have to do this by myself. That you are with me, and so is my church family. I declare that from this day forward, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, can we give it up for the seven people who gave their heart to Jesus today? We want to say welcome home. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, Join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.